Welcome to Connect with Christina. Say hello to my awesome guest, Dr. Carmichael. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Christina? Thank you for spending your Saturday with me. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for bringing your awesome, beautiful wife in the back. Well, I'm half a man without her, so I had to bring her. <laughs> She's my confidence piece. Before I get lost, because I haven't seen you in so long, can you let everyone know about your um, dentistry first? Yeah, so I'm a pediatric dentist. I founded An Sun awesome Valley one. Pediatric Dentistry. Thank you very much. We, uh, we started in 2009, and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. We have three office locations, Gilbert, Mesa, Avondale. And you have Gilbert and Mesa? I'm just finding this out now. <laughs> Wait, tell, talk Crossroads, Cross Streets, like where? Cross Streets. So Gilbert, or Pecos and Higley. Okay. In Mesa, we're off Higley and Southern. We like Higley, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then in Avondale, we're 107th and McDowell. Okay, nice. And do you travel all three of those? I typically try not to, okay. especially with the way the traffic is <laughs> in the valley, right? Mini, it's getting better all the time. Mini California over here? Definitely. But there, you know, once or twice a month I'm in Mesa. Well, I mean, I assume you have your uh, duplicates of yourself everywhere. That's right. Just like create the, clones yeah. of myself. Yeah. In fact, if you could see one of the doctors that works there, he looks, uh, he looks, acts, and is just about my clone. What's his name? <laughs> Robert Balsmeyer. Okay. Uh, Dr. Or Balsmeyer. So the patients will come in and they'll say, hey, we have a question for the doctor we saw. And the staff will ask, well, who did you see? And they'll say, well, we saw the bald dentist. It's always the bald guy. We saw the bald guy. And they're like, which bald guy? Like the one with blue eyes. Like which one with blue eyes? Well, the one with blue eyes and a beard. Like they both have blue eyes and a beard. <laughs> like, so it's kind of even. Funny. That's an he's like spitting all these la hard names. What's his la his name? His name I can't talk. Balsmeyer. Balsmeyer. Okay, so you just call him Doctor B. Doctor B. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Doctor B. Or Ballsy. Talking about shout outs, though, we have to shout out Nick uh, Knudsen. Yes. Yes. That's how we met. Yeah, that is how we met. One fateful day in December. And I've avoided them since too, because remember, I try to avoid people I like until the podcast. <laughs> so I can ask them the, pro the questions and uh, uh, I'm a bad liar. So it's all over my face. So I'm going to start asking you real questions now. Oh, no. um, first of all, why do you have such a cheerful disposition? You're always smiling, always happy. There's a reason. So what is it? It's a great question. I... I know it is, right? When, <laughs> you know, when you initially asked that, the first thing that came into my head was fake it till you make it. Um, I have been somebody who actually has struggled with confidence, self-assurance, and um, anxiety my entire life. And so I didn't like that about myself. And so in high school, I was the transition between grade school and high school. I thought, you know, this is a time of change and a time when I can actually kind of take control of what I want. So I want to be confident. So I'm going to start acting confident. And I, you know, I want to be self-assured. So I'm going to start acting that way. And uh, I don't want to have anxiety anymore. So I'm going to pretend like I don't, even though I did, you know, and I, so there, there were days, there's still days I don't want to get out of bed, right? But that's not how I want my life to be defined. I want my life to be defined by by what I do and how I contribute back to society. That is so powerful. And I promise you, we are going to, this is something I say at the, sh at the podcast all the time. If we can help one person, we're good. 
Like this was a worth worth the Saturday that we're spending together because people struggle with that. Our last um, episode that we just dropped, which uh, was with my friend Jordan, he was an ex basketball player, um, and he had to deal with anxiety. And so my producer Justin is awesome. Tell us the title. Shout it out. What was it? Professional uh, basketball. Yeah, right. yeah, it's so real. And then it's funny that you you said fake it till you make it because that has a bad and good, but you just turn it into a good thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's true. And at that point, was that like did you say middle school to high school? The, yes, the transition from middle school to high school. And then I mean, did you see it actually work when you started to like say to yourself to yourself like you know you're go that that's the way you're gonna like try to kind of get better i would say yes because anytime somebody would ask me about that they would either you know they'd come up and say well you're super confident what you know can you do this can you present this to the class for us or can you do this and i'm thinking man i'm just faking it but you know all of a sudden you realize you're stepping into that persona and you're becoming what you what you've you know, wanted to manifest for, i like for your that future. and you know i had mentioned to you like having people here on the show you know of course i want to take the time to highlight everyone but i love being able to talk about you know their story and how they got to where they are now so i'm so happy you shared that you know because people struggle with that all the time yeah i mean i was always the sweaty armpit guy i was i, <laughs> I, I would be terrified that. to go to dances because you know what if you throw your hands up in the air and all of a sudden you're like oh uh, this <laughs> wait hold on i got a question i have lots of questions <laughs> Here we go. so when did you meet your beautiful wife then i met my beautiful wife when i was five years old do tell and she was three <laughs> we were at church and um our families have known each other for generations really and so we were at church and they moved into our our congregation when i was five and she was three and uh you know the way she held her sippy cup was just irresistible <laughs> and, and i just love ever since <laughs> not, not really <laughs> she <laughs> um with the pink up pinkies up <laughs> my earliest memory of her really was i used to take piano lessons from her grandma and she would be the lesson before me and so sometimes my sister would go first and then i would go and while we we're waiting for my sister i remember one day we were coloring i think i was we we're nine or ten something like that and i just remember her telling me that i was coloring wrong I think she'll deny that story if you ask her. <laughs> but that's my earliest memory of her. And then she came back from California one time she was 14, and she had this amazing tan, and that was when she first really caught my eye. And I thought, wow. How old was she then? Goodness. Not five. Well, I think she would have been 14. <laughs> huh? Okay. You were 16. So were you, like, separated at some point, like, or were you, like, always seeing each other, like, because you're, in, you know, a family, you go to the same church, or was it every time you didn't see her for like a couple of years and then you saw her again? Well, so we went to the same high school. Okay. We really did not date much. We, we did a little bit. When I was a senior and she was a junior, she pretended she needed help in math. And so I would tutor her at my house. And I think it was really just kind of a ploy to spend time together because i would teach her and tutor her and she would get it take but, notes but then yeah but then it was just like i need help and, it, and i was happy to be there to help who made the first move who made the first move i don't know <laughs> it's just music it's just it's just so <laughs> mutual i think you know meredith was somebody i always watched in high school and i i would she was always somebody that stuck out because she didn't she wasn't the popular girl she was obviously really cute and hot, but 
she wasn't the popular girl and she wasn't somebody who was willing to compromise who the core of her beliefs to gain popularity. And she also had a lot of younger brothers and sisters and, and her youngest sister has some significant healthcare needs. And so I, as watching her grow up, I just always thought she's going to be a wonderful mother and a wonderful wife. And she's somebody that stays true to who she is. I want to marry somebody like her someday. You know, manifest it, guys. Right. <laughs> right. I, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was that's that's kind of a theme of our life, you know, manifesting, which we didn't realize until recently. But um, but yeah, I, I said, I want to marry somebody like her. I just figured, you know, by the time, you know, we grew up uh, Mormon. So I figured by the time I got back from my mission, she would be married because we get married young. Right. right. Um, so when I got but off, she wasn't but when I got off the plane, she was the first person I saw. I wonder, she was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now how many uh, beautiful babies do you have? We have 17, no, seven. <laughs> seven <laughs> we have seven beautiful children. 17 or seven? Yeah, seven. Seven. Congratulations, you guys. That's awesome. I always say it's more congratulations to her than me because if it was up to me, we would not have seven <laughs> beautiful children. But What are their ages? I'm curious. So our oldest. Because you look great, Meredith. You look amazing. I almost feel like we should have her like... I know she she she's like uh uh. Um, Oldest is eighteen. Okay. And then and the uh, baby. The youngest is three. Wow. Five girls and two boys. Yeah, I have three daughters. Yeah, and they grow up so fast too. You know, it's crazy. Being a dentist, are you their dentist? Yes. How does that work? It works pretty well. Uh, My kids. At first, I was afraid to touch them because I didn't want to be the guy that hurt them. Right. And, uh, but my daughter, my oldest daughter, that's 18 currently, when she was three, I uh, was in residency and we brought her into the office. She must've been five. She was actually five and she had three cavities and I just thought, Oh no, I'm going to have to treat these. I'm gonna have to give her a shot. And, and I just was kind of terrified by that. But then it helped me realize like the way I'm approaching the care of my daughter and the empathy I have for her and her discomfort is how I need to approach my total practice. Right. You know, I need to treat everybody like I want my daughter treated. Right. And it was really a a cathartic experience. It was, it was wonderful. Well, and I still am scared of the dentist. Right. I mean, like I, I I just start getting sweaty. My heart's racing. Like I, so I, you know, I give props to you, you know, because it's not easy to deal with people like me who's nervous, you know, I mean, you, you do, or your patients are, are all children. Yes. Yeah. You needed a good pediatric dentist. Yeah. Well, I think we just found one. So, <laughs> um, and I want to go back to the family. So that's seven, seven babies. That's a lot. Um, how do you balance it out? How do we balance it out? She balances it out better than I do. Um, I, she's a stay at home mom, but that's a, it's way, a job. It's a way fuller time job than I have. Respect for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I used to think I'd go home for relaxation and that was my, my respite. But now I go to work for that. <laughs> it's, it's my escape out. But it's sometimes it's intense. It's kind of chaotic sometimes. But really... Um, All the beautiful memories. No, there, and there's beautiful time spent together. You know, and once we had four kids... The oldest, Macy, was able to start helping with, with the younger kids. And mm-hmm. then Addison, slowly after that, was able to start helping as well. And, Are we and stopping so, at seven? or? Yes. Oh, okay. I hope so. I guess so. But I do want to also shout out uh, stay-at-home moms. Because I think people sometimes take that for granted or not realize, like, it is a full-time job. You know? Like, it's not, it's not easy. 
because it's it's literally i think a lot of us don't realize that unless we're in that place you know you're you're cleaning your the laundry the kids to school picking them up you know what i mean so and then you have the demands of your husband yeah right? you know <laughs> realistically you have to balance you have to be a right. mom you have to be a mm -hmm. life coach you have to be a wife and right a lot of things. and then plus like what a blessing to have that quality time with the kids too right. you know um so did you guys go to school together or how did that work after the mission you we did so we got married pretty rapidly i think within 21 days we were engaged after i got home from my mission and then we um were married in march after that so i got home in november so about four months later hey if you know you know right so right. and it's been how long 22 years yeah another congratulations thank you so um arizona this is this like a, a place you want to be forever how did you choose arizona were you already here so we're arizona natives okay. we both grew up in buckeye we went to buckeye high school our parents went to Buckeye High School. In fact, my dad had the same high school English teacher that I did. Wow. My dad was in his first class of teaching, and I was in his last. It was, and we, we saw him two nights ago. I wonder ago. who her favorite was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to high school together, and then I, we got back from Michigan. Yeah, we, and then we started going to college together. You know, I started at Glendale Community College. And then I went to Mesa and then ASU and then on to uh, dental school at the University of Colorado. Um, Ma Meredith, while I was in school, I encouraged her to get as much schooling as she was willing to. But she had an ability to teach piano and help support us, you know, our young family. And she did quite well with that. And so she made, made significantly more money teaching piano than she would have as a music, music education teacher. So not only do we have a pediatric dentist, now we have access to a, pian a piano teacher, guys. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Meredith's in her retirement for now. <laughs> I think she'll make exceptions. Let, yeah. I have a piano at my house. We can let her decide. I have a piano that doesn't get used. Yeah. I, I bought it when my 16-year-old at the time, Leilani, she was 60, she had a heartbreak. And I'm like, what do I do to make you feel better? Let me go buy your piano. <laughs> and so it just sits there. So if you know, if you want to come over and teach us, that'd be great. That'd be but. <laughs> well, I have to come play your piano at least. <laughs> hey, you guys, 22 years is a long time. So, you know, obviously, as you know, in Arizona or I guess everywhere, there's a lot of divorce. You know, I had that happen to me. Um, what could you share with us about your story you know things that you think have helped you guys make this last for 22 years and i mean because i see you guys you were genuinely super happy and you know just i don't know i could see it whenever i'm around you guys so what's the secret thank you for saying that um, <laughs> other than uh, meredith's pretty yeah other than she's pretty that helps though i mean you do need to be attracted to your spouse I think that's that's one thing you definitely need to track your spouse. But you, we started out when I got home from my mission. Yeah, and be okay uh, with saying that. I love that because it's it's a fact. No, it's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're not attracted, you're going to be attracted to somebody. Right. right. It's important that you're attracted to your spouse, and it's important that you stay attractive for your spouse. You know, and whatever that means. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I, I've tried to. I know I could do a little more work on that area, but I'm trying to be in better shape. And, I don't know. Uh, she you know, looks at you all sticky. So. <laughs> She's pretty great like that. She's got a pretty thick set of rose-colored glasses, <laughs> which I'm grateful for. You know, you know when I got home and uh, I just thought, well, okay, we're 
it's you know it's marriage time or it's whatever let's let's figure out what we're doing the next stage of our life we're getting ready to go to school and we I might as well figure out this relationship's gonna work I grew up on a farm so I got home the day before Thanksgiving she came over for Thanksgiving and then the next day I was on a tractor for 12 hours I said hey do you want to come ride tractor with me and so we were I was I think I was plowing that day and she came and and jumped in the tractor and so while she was in there I started asking questions all right how many kids do you want to have how do you want to raise them what do you you know what, what's your philosophy on discipline what's your philosophy on romance what's you know we just I asked her all the questions I could think of and uh, because I really feel like the most important part of having a relationship that could last was having common common goals for life and for mm-hmm. your marriage for your family and I think that's one of the things that's really helped us stay together it it has not been and for her it's been harder for 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 her than it has been for me but we have had to especially recently work on our marriage well thank you for saying that and being honest because i promise you i think sometimes people think they're alone and you know it's like no everyone goes through it you know like life and and i think it's important to hear from someone like you you know um to say that because you have done really well for your you know for yourself and your family's great but to sit here and be honest and open about you know you know struggles that we all go through it and you're still here now and and the fact that you're you have worked on it and or continue i feel like you continue to work on it you know as someone that went through that my friend yesterday um she was helping me out um she's a teacher um and summer summer time she's spending it with me to help me out right i need a little help right now with um the office so she's kind enough to help me and be my assistant for the summer anyway so we were talking about that and she was explaining like you know we all have our cups so when you're a couple like of course your happiness has to come from yourself that's your responsibility you know but she was just explaining how you have to know your, you know, each other's love languages, your triggers, and you fill each other's cup, you know. Um, Kevin's really good, my boyfriend, you you know him. He doesn't let me um, stay mad. And I, I'm i a stubborn person, so. You know, oh, yeah, come yeah. on. Come so on. he's so patient, you know what I mean? You rarely get what you want, Christina. Come on, right? <laughs> no, I, I, I like what you said on a couple of things. One, I wish Meredith and I would have gone. I wish we would have had the advice to get a marriage tune-up, get marriage counseling, like five years in. Because there were issues that started creeping in that we both wanted to avoid contention, so we didn't bring them up. But it, it ultimately started driving us apart. I mean, we almost did not make it through our last child and as, as a couple. And um, we've, we've been in some dark places, and it's been tough but we and you know we've had to seek out counseling and advice and and we have had to learn like you just said what your triggers are what your love language is those aren't things we focused on in the beginning yeah because they're so different for each one you know right. like i'm a like i love touch i love thoughtfulness you know right. um can i keep flowers alive no but i still <laughs> like them you know but not all girls are like that some right. girls um you know what i mean so i i just think like you're even giving me an idea or not. Yeah, I can't talk today. I took a break from our podcast. So anyway, um, just like being able to like sit there and have a real, con- you know, like conversation like, hey, you know, like sit down and actually have it before it's too late. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I love that you pointed out too. you mentioned um, happiness needs to come from yourself. I think it's, I think a lot of times, and I, I don't know that I always thought that. And I think that caused some problems. I started to look outside our marriage for happiness. 
and in, in the wrong places. And uh, because I was looking for somebody to make me happy because I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And as, as I, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of damage and years later realized I need to make me happy. It's my responsibility. It's too much pressure to put on someone else to, to have them make you happy, right? right? It's up to you to be happy. And, and whatever you need to go through and unpack in your head to do that, it's important to do because your mental health starts to play a role in everything. It starts to affect every facet of your life. And if you're not happy, you can't be a good father. If you're, and if you're unhappy with yourself, you can't do, you know, you can't be a phenomenal professional. And it affects every facet of your life, including your close relationships. Yeah. And I know, like I said, I'm sure more than one person that's going to be listening to this is going to, you know, have some sort of positive um, eye-opening experience from it. Just from hearing it from, like I said, someone like you. I... I really think you're awesome. That's why I'm saying that. Thank you. So um, I guess love wins, though, because in the end, if you're not, if you're not, get, don't give up and seek help, right? Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. like, this is what happens. Oh, don't be afraid to seek help. I wish that's one thing. Don't I, be embarrassed. I, I, talking either. with Justin, you know, um, about how I wanted to direct, you know, my podcast. It's, uh, you know, it's there's mental health is such a stigmatized thing in our society. Physical health is very emphasized. You need to have a gym membership and you need to run every day or what you need to have your routines and eat properly and be healthy. But nobody talks about mental health. How right. do we have good mental well, health? Well, and, and I think that even for this show too, you know, honestly, like I, I was telling you earlier, I stopped caring so much about, you know, I was worried because I'm not, I hate the camera. That's why the setup <laughs> is like this, right? But I then I thought to myself, gosh, you know, what's, uh, this is a good way to help other people out. Right. You know, not only to recognize and highlight people that we come across in life that are really amazing people that we're lucky to meet, but also putting them on here and sharing their story, then they get to help someone else out. So for you, I definitely, I don't know what you're going to title your uh, podcast, but you should do it because I know like we, I feel like we all have an obligation, you know, to a certain point to pass on the blessings that we have. And you, I know that when you have it, I better be on the show too. Sounds fantastic. (laughs) Let's book it now. (laughs) You know, there's just a lot of like, all the things that we talk about, people to think about it and some or to themselves, and then they have no one to like explore it with, you know, or they're. Ex, um, oh, I like that the value script. How did you come up with that? Well, just between Justin and I talking, and um, we we uh, kind of you put took it up here too. The okay. the ideals <laughs> of of what we wanted to talk about, you know, I. And trying to figure out, okay, what personal brand do I want to put out to the world? Because I feel like, like you said, not only do we have an obligation, but it's an opportunity to help others that have gone through or going through the same things that we go through. We can help them and help others by sharing our stories, right? Yeah. And, and or we can be selfish and not, but we can add a lot of value to people's lives right. as we share what's real and be authentic about it. And then not only, you know, here's here's the crap, but here's how we get through it. Right. right? And, and yeah, that's it. Traction. You know, here you are now, but how did you get here? Right. Like, what's your story, you know? And I, when are you going to start this? Well, Next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, um, I'm serious though. People sometimes they do feel alone. And that's like what I try to, to do in the small ways that I can is like, Hey, 
everyone goes through it. Life is hard enough as it is. So that's why we try to be nice to each other, right? Um, I mean, you can, like when we met that first time, I mean, you saw that whole long table. I can yeah. tell you each one of those people there had their own story behind their smile. Absolutely. You know, that they're struggling with, but they're putting on the smile. So, you know, even if like the people that, um, after the podcast, really, each one, they'll, I'll have like, people commenting or like a lot of it's private they'll message me and like hey thank you for doing that i didn't think about this and ho hey, hey uh, you had a single mom on there that really made me feel encouraged that you know i'm gonna make it you know and so i mean we're not oprah obviously <laughs> but it's i just think like that we do have the opportunity to make this impact on people another driving force for me to want to do that is as a dentist mental health is unfortunately uh, a, an occupational hazard and higher statistically than it should be for the average and i have some personal i've never understood that either like can you tell us why i mean i know it's a loaded question but i don't know if i really know necessarily why myself other than success in a dental restoration is measured in half a millimeter or less you know and so you start applying that microscope to every part of your life and it becomes really stressful. Not only that, but we're healthcare professionals. Um, but then you have to deal with running a business. And then you have to deal with um, You're outside, the demands of the public. Yeah. And just being a dentist is inherently stressful because, you know, your standard for performance is tremendously high. And it's physically taxing on your body to do it. And it's mentally taxing. And I think, and I think too, sometimes we put a ton of effort into making an excellent result happen in your mouth. And then there's these people that no matter what you do, they're just not happy because right. they're not happy people. So they're not going to be happy with what you do. Right. And I think that plays into the role of the mental health. But I have in the last two years, I have three friends that um, have attempted suicide and two are successful. And I'm so, sorry to hear that. Thank you. But that was my driving force. I can't just sit by and let my friends die. You know, yeah. there's, I believe that there's something I can do to make an impact. Right. But I didn't want to just pigeonhole myself into the Dr. Lonnie Dentist podcast. Right. So I feel like there's other values and things we can talk about, like my marriage and our beautiful right. family and, yeah. and um, you know, yeah. investing and whatever. There's a lot of right. wonderful things that we're involved in that we can share. And so I didn't want to just have the dentist podcast. Right. So that's right. why I came up with the value script. Yeah, no, I love that. And I mean, even, even with your religion too. You know, I have, uh, you know, I was raised Catholic and then, but moving to Arizona, I got to be friends with a lot of, um, you know, uh, LDS, Mormon people, you know what I mean? And like, that's a topic too. And how you're getting out of your mission and how all this stuff evolves, you know, the part, the part you play in the community, you know? And mm -hmm. I mean, I openly talk about it. I don't care what religion someone is. It's what you do, what you say when no one's looking. My friend, Jordan, shout out Jordan. Um, Whatever makes you be a better person. Right. You know? So, um, I guess as a whole, before, I know Justin always gives me the time slot. So, before we end the podcast today, in general, you know, post-COVID and everything, like, do you have any life advice that you learned yourself that you want to share with other people? Any specific people you want to shout out today to? We like shout outs at this podcast. I think I need to copy Eric and Noe and have a bowl and start, you know, <laughs> putting dollars in there yeah. for every time I shout out people. Anyway. Um, great. So, <laughs> you know, I wasn't prepared for that question. I, 
COVID was an interesting time. By the way, guys, you heard that. He's not prepared. That's true. Because I, he asked me, he's like, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, nope, not. We're going to figure it out when we're here. It's like, I want it raw. That was yeah. the quote. Yeah. So, you know, coming out of COVID, March last year, I think, like many people, we were wondering if we are going to go bankrupt. You know, and it was a stressful time. And we were all wondering who's going to die, how many people, how bad is it going to be? You know, fast forward to a year, and um, it's quite a different landscape. And we came through it very well. Uh, our offices came through it well. You know, we're, I felt we were tremendously blessed. And uh, we were one of those essential services. But even with that, the governor restri- severely restricted our ability to practice dentistry because they were worried about medical supplies and things like that. But May 4th, we opened back up full speed ahead, and, and we've been going strong ever since, and it's been good um, from a professional standpoint that way. I think one of the main takeaways is, and one of the things I've learned, and, and I can highlight this with this uh, last, maybe this last story about my wife. Um, there was, we, we learned about the power of manifesting. And, and it's kind of the fake it so you make it, like I talked about in the beginning, but it's, it's more powerful than that. It's like, okay you know, feel the gratitude for where you want to be in the future. Like, don't just dream about what you want to have in the future, but actually feel the gratitude for having already obtained those amazing goals and, and feel that now and go forward and get that. And there was a, there was a home we went through back in 2010, back during the, uh, you know, the housing crisis and the depression, things like that. And we had a friend that was a home builder. He wanted us to have him build a home for us. And so he was like, hey, I'm building this home just down the street from your guys' house. Come, come walk through it, and you can see how I do things. And it was a beautiful home, a beautiful home. And he was a phenomenal home builder. Alex Carroll. We can shout out Alex Carroll, yes, right? There we, we go. Can. Alex Hi, Carroll. Alex. <laughs> it was, and he built this home. And um, right when it was finished, we went through it one more time. And my wife said when we were leaving that home, she says, hey, when that house goes on the market, I want you to buy it for me. I thought, I hope I can someday, right? And because it's I beautiful. can't wait to see this. Home. It's a beautiful home, and so every day though she would drive by it and she would tell the kids, "Someday I'm going to live in that house." I love that. <laughs> and 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 someday that house is going to be ours, and we're going to be able to live there, and we're going to be able to you know raise our family there. And and she would manifest this on a and I. Not even, I wasn't even thinking about it. It was off, totally off the radar. Well, January, we were at dinner yeah. when this house came on the market. Right. I was, and we uh, got we a text. Bianco. Pizzeria Bianco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Phoenix. And we got a text from our friends to look what house just dropped on the market. We were there two days later with uh, Stacy Cruz and, and Jessica Sparks, the realtors. We were just talking about Stacy. Unfortunately, just broke her tailbone. But that's the <laughs> Stacy. And we went through the home. We had it under contract two days later. And, and in 26 days, we were, you know, from walking to the home to buying it, we were able to pull it off. And I really attribute that to the, you know, Meredith manifested that in our lives. And she... She saw something, she felt grateful for it, and, and she went after it. And Sunday she, fun day. <laughs> so come on over. <laughs> and then a shout out to uh, anyone specific in your life that you feel like inspired you the most. Goodness. I mean, there's one obvious I know, and you can oh, also feel <laughs> free to, yeah. <laughs> Meredith is an inspiration to me. She is a, she's a warrior. I've put her through hell the last couple of years. Um, I, I've been hard to live with. I've made some hard choices for her to deal with and adapt, but, and, and there's a, there's a point at one time when I asked her, uh, what do you want to do? You know, do you, do you want to keep going or, or do you, should we end this? And, um, out of pure love 
for me, for our family, and, and for the good that she saw that could come. She's, she's chosen to fight for us. And honestly, that's why we're still, still together. I am so, so thankful you guys came out on here today, really, like for being so honest and open and just know you're going to help a lot of people because, you know, I my podcast, my little tiny show, I'm just a little native in Arizona out here, you know, but they they watch and I know you guys are going to reach couples out there that are struggling right now. So don't that's, give up, guys. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay in the fight. It's worth it. Right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for watching with Dr. Carmichael. Thank you for being at Connect with Christina, a.k.a. The Cloud God, AZ. <laughs> Damn, you killed that. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs>